Catch This Side of Country with Trav every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Central Standard Time on 95.9 KRFF. Also streaming everywhere at RadioFreeFargo.org. We spotlight the music of local country artists, new indie country, and celebrate the legends. This Side of Country with Trav on 95.9 KRFF. This Side of Country. We're kicking off the new year in style. We've got local singer, songwriter, musician, performer, Mike Morris in studio to debut his brand new song. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Thanks for thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. You too. You as well. I heard that you uh, you rang in the new year in style. A lot of gigs this past weekend. Yeah, it was a busy weekend. Yeah. Tell uh, me all about it. What'd three, you do? Three gigs in two days. Uh... How do you survive? How does the voice you know, survive it's, that? It's not so bad when you're doing just the solo acoustic thing. You yeah. don't have to sing over a drummer and all that. But <laughs> sure. You, you know how that is. Right. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, can get a little carried away. It, it does wear on you a little bit, you right. know, if you if you do six hours a day. But Well, what was one thing in 2021 that sticks out in your mind that you're, that you're, you're grateful for, you're blessed for? Uh, my family, for one, just the support of my family over this project that I did. Um you know, and, and my producer, Mark Alvarius, who uh, we hadn't worked together in 20 years, and wow. he took it on, and he's been a great support. And very Thank thankful you. for that. So what is, I know they don't want to call them resolutions anymore because people don't stick to them, so they're calling them New Year's Visions. What are some of those goals <laughs> and visions you got for your yourself this year? I'll stick with resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just to put old grudges behind, you know, right. it's time to move on to deeper waters and yeah. Not worry about that stuff anymore. What did you know? You're everybody knows you from doing so many gigs around the community. I mean, you were just telling me on your way here, you literally booked a gig in the car. That's how in demand you are here. Did you get affected at all by the quarantine and the pandemic of 2020? You know, I did. Um, uh, all my gigs from March 14th to July 28th were canceled. Wow. Just canceled. Luckily, I was set up enough to where I was financially set to where I just lived through it and right. when it came back in july end of july it's been gangbusters ever since that's so. fantastic what would you yeah. say is something during the pandemic that you didn't realize that maybe you were taking for granted a little bit and once you get out of there and kind of got your your freedom back a little bit you're like you know what i'm never going to be taking that for granted again like for instance for me when i come to see a live show i'm putting the phone down I'm not going to constantly take selfies or do the lives or whatever. I'm going to live in the moment and appreciate the art from the uh, the talent. What is one thing for you? Well, the thing for me, the whole pandemic was it got me back into writing. Awesome. I, I had taken a break for a long time. I've been writing forever, but yeah, it got me back into that. And it, and you know, doing the live shows from the basement during the pandemic, yeah. Got a little support for my live for my uh, original music. Cool. And from there, it just snowballed into this project. And you know, the, I'm I'm glad that the pandemic happened because it really got me back to writing. You know, I've heard that a lot. There's a lot of folks out there that are just saying, "I'm actually kind of glad this pandemic and this quarantine happened because it really made me realize what's important." Not so much what I want, but to be grateful for the things right. that I actually have right here in front of me. And, uh, you know, moving forward now, why did it take 20 years for you to want to get back to doing some songwriting? I mean, that's that's quite a long time. Well, I, it didn't. I've been writing the last 20 years, but yeah. getting back to the recording, it took that long because, I mean, it's a financial sure. financial thing. And, and also, you know, I'm so busy 
making a living yeah playing music yeah. that you you just don't take care of that right. and and it, before you know it 10 years has gone by 15 years has gone by and absolutely and then you wake up and you know but i'm i'm really glad i did it and i i thank my wife for uh, giving me the push to do it. You so. know, I find that we're going to have to give our, our, our ladies a shout out here because we also found that out literally <laughs> just a few minutes ago that both of our wives went to school together. Yeah, that's grad- a small, Graduated the same year. That's a small world right there. Yeah. I want to go back a little bit. We got some folks tuning in, getting to know you a little bit more. Let's go back to kind of the beginning for you. What was your household like? Did you grow up in a musical family? I didn't. Okay. At all. Um, first off, I, I come from a family of teachers. Okay. Um, well, I had to be rough. <laughs> yeah, well, a microbiology <laughs> professor and an eighth grade school teacher. All three kids are adopted. Okay. None of us are the same. Right. Um, I was not into school at all. Me either. And I ended up joining, you know, nobody played anything out of, you know, a few clarinet things, that kind of thing in, in school. Right. Except me. And I became obsessed with the guitar and... Ended up leaving school at 14 and going on the road. <laughs> so band. what were the artists that you were growing up to that made you, that inspired you to pick up that guitar at such an early age and want to kind of go I down was, that path? I was a Gary Rosington Skinner nice. guy, for sure. Cool. And uh, yeah, so. So have you always been doing country then, or have you been no, doing other styles along the way? Not at all. I uh, I was one of the spandex wearing <laughs> High yes. hair people of the eighties, <laughs> same. <laughs> but you know, I, I I did some Japan and some USO tours and that kind of thing. And when I came back, they told me, "Well, you're going to have to play Frankie Goes to Hollywood to make a living and play at the Holiday Inn." And I went, "Well, I don't think so." And and I turned on country music, and all these licks were like old Southern Skinnerd yeah. licks, and it's like, "Hey, yeah, I can do that." That's so. That's, that's a great way of putting it. You know, and then the Garth thing happened, and right. You know, it's just it was, it was just right up my alley. Now, are there any projects previously that we might know you from leading up to now your debut EP? Are there projects you used to be here doing in the community that we might know you from? Well, uh, yeah, a few. Okay, uh, I I used to be in a, in a pretty big regional band back in the uh, late '90s called Thunder Canyon. Okay, and uh, that. Got some recognition down in Nashville, and wow, and uh, got all the way to the the president of a record company before that all wow. fell apart. And uh, I've I've played in a few other bands around town. So from that one, what is a memory you have that's always going to stick out? Now, I mean, not everybody can say that they were in a band that the music got to the president of the label here. What is kind of a memory from that era that sticks out for you? You know, the memory, the the biggest memory I have from that band is that we worked constantly. And I mean, twenty four seven, literally. Wow. Um, if it, if we weren't playing, we were working, doing something else, and it, not one second of it felt like work. That's awesome. You gotta that, love what you do. That's and it. You know, it's I've basically been that way forever. But sure. That, so, how long have you been playing now here in the Fargo Moorhead area, doing gigs? Well, this is really strange because I moved here from Dallas, Texas, okay. in nineteen ninety six. Okay. Driving an IROC, <laughs> and then it snowed one hundred and twenty seven inches. <laughs> And uh, so I hung around the area, played with played with a couple of bands, left the area, moved to Tennessee, okay, um, via uh, Denver, then to Tennessee, but um, and then moved back around 2003. Okay, so uh, I've been playing local since about 2003 again. All right, so about a good 18 years. What would you say you've seen as far as growth is concerned for artists in the 18 years that you've been playing here in the community? How have you seen it grow? 
Well, the the indie market is just is just awesome. Everybody's everybody's making an EP, and right. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the original people. It's not, it's not just the guys that that go and book a gig and sing everybody else's music. It's these guys are actually making a dent and in playing original music, and that's that's what it's all about. I love that we're seeing more original music, oh, it's, and it's uh, awesome. and that's where I'm very blessed with this radio show to be able to use this platform to support artists because like yourself, there are so many talented artists here exactly. in the Fargo-Moorhead community. It's been 20 years since you've been on a recording. It how is, did, how yeah. did that feel? It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was it was great to get back in the studio. I, I, I haven't been a guy that really likes being in the studio, Yeah, but this time was different because it was all me. Yeah. It wasn't me playing a song I co-wrote right. or somebody else playing a song that I wrote. Right. It was all me and all the, you know most of the decisions were mine. Right. So that was great. So you got an EP coming up here. It's got 5 6 songs on it. 5 songs. 5 songs. How long would you say this entire process has been going on for you from the moment you started writing these songs to deciding which ones you were going to put on this P the recording process? How long has this been in the making? Um Guy, a year and a half, two years. Year and a half, two years. So during the entire pandemic. quarantine pandemic, yeah. Well, it, it came about that I um, I had a guy who was going to finance it, and yeah. that I just decided that it was better I didn't do that. And right. so then I went and raised the money and did it myself. Fantastic. Yeah. So how do you how did you raise the money for? I mean, because that's not cheap. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not cheap. cheap. Um, actually, this might this might blow you away, but I saved my tips. Hey, for a year. That's awesome. And it was it was more than enough to fantastic. Yeah. Well, congratulations! Five songs going into this. What do you think, folks? Might be surprised. A lot of us have seen a Mike Morse show around here, the Fargo Moorhead community. Now we're about to hear your debut EP. What would be something that you think is going to surprise people? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe my lyric content. Right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a guy who writes about pickup trucks and right. And and drinking and right. um, you know dogs. I'm a I'm a guy that that about personal stuff. Right. I mean it's really it's really putting my heart on the sleeve. Of, at, especially as you get into deeper into the tracks as EP. There's a song on there about my parents. Okay. And, and the death of my parents. That oh, wow. is that is really it's really deep to me. And and the feedback I've gotten back from people is right. It, it hits you. So right. You know that kind of stuff. So moving forward now, obviously you're you're a man about the town. You're a man about the Midwest. We see you gigging everywhere. Are you going to start including some of these uh, solo tracks into your set list? Oh, now? I already have. Oh, already you have been. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how have you seen the reaction to your? It's great. You know, when you can sit out there and you know, I pull a little trick on people. I say I don't care if you use your phones, whatever. I'm going to do a song called "Rubber Hits the Road," yeah. which is my new single. Yep. And it's like. I don't care if you use Google, just tell me who did it. And I start the song, and they're out there, and they're on their phones, and they're like, meatloaf. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. We get to the end of Stephen Curtis Chapman. No, no, no. You know? Yeah. And But yeah, they're bopping, and um, that's a good sign. Yeah. And then I tell them it's on my new CD, and they're like, Love awesome. that. So, yeah. That's a cool way of getting people used to your music it actually kind of reminds me of something that donny osmond did back in the 90s and and what i'm getting at is everybody thought at that time that he wasn't putting out any music so he just had his record label put out this brand new pop song and they started loving it they're like who is this guy well we'll tell you in a couple of weeks here but what do you think yeah we love it this thing shot up to the top of the charts and then i think it was on a late night talk show 
they debuted who the artist of this song was. Lo and behold, it was Donny Osmond. Nobody thought because here we are into the Mariah Careys and the Whitney Houstons and did not expect a Donny right, Osmond. Right. You know, so I love, so it kind of reminded me of, sure. hey, why don't you kind of tell me what you think of this song and who you think is playing it? And then when it's done, I'll actually tell you who's doing it. So kind of reminded me of that process. I yeah. love that idea. Yeah, yeah, it works great. So what is the plan for 2022 now? You've got this EP. Are you hoping to to get on some shows, on some bills with some national artists that are I, coming I your would way. love to, man. I, I'm open to doing anything. Yeah. You know, um, I've already got two more EPs in the can ready to go. No kidding. Yeah. So I, are we expecting new music other than this? Well, we're going to promote this one for a while. Yeah. And then I'll go back down and record the next one. But yeah, that, cool. I'm definitely preparing. <laughs> Let's talk about Rubber Hits the Road. Tell sure. me about that song. Well, you know, it, it's, you know, of course, it's a song about a girl. Yeah. You know, from. I don't know, 20 years ago. Sure. <laughs> but um, it's it's basically that, you know, you have a relationship, it, it goes great and it doesn't work. And then 10 years later, you run into that person and you try again. Yeah. And as soon as it gets going good, she hits the road again, <laughs> you know, and then by the time she comes back again, because this is exactly what happens, she right. comes back again. It's like, you know, this time just keep going. Right. You know, right. so that's exactly what this song is about. I love it. Honestly, your first recording in 20 years, this album, two years in the making. We're going to see this EP coming up uh, in February, correct? Yep, 2-22-2022. I love that. And where can we find you on social media? Um, Mike Morris Live on Facebook, My Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, gigs. You're always gigging. Where are you at uh, next? I am in Crafties at Harvey, uh, Harvey's, Harvey, North Dakota, and then I'm at 1894 in Perm this week. Awesome. Congratulations to you. Thank you. And thank you so much for doing this for everybody here. It's been great. I appreciate you. You bet. This Side of Country with Trav, supporting new artists and celebrating the legends on 95.9 KRFF.